I'll just wax my bowstring and think about the death of the tainted. Yeah, the <laughs> 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 That's going right at the start of the podcast, that is. <laughs> Wax my bowstring. Oh, no, eight, nine, eight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, we do notice it, and we do notice it has inspired him to roll better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that, that's... Oh, Whoa! That. Uh, All right, that's... Uh, keeping it classy. Hi, this is Steve, aka at Orlanthar on Twitter, and here are some more of my gaming vexes. episode we're thrilled to welcome paul michener who dropped in to tell us about his new game out of the ashes at the time this episode dropped the kickstarter for the game had already funded and was driving towards a series of very enticing stretch goals after giving us an overview of the thinking behind the game paul then took me and the group of vexers through an actual play which you can hear in the second part of the podcast i'm not a fan of the warts and all approach to actual play so i've kept the highlights and joined them together with a brief bit of narration i hope you enjoy it first of all I've got to say a big thanks to my fellow Vexers who joined me on this episode. Kat, at Mere for Beer on Twitter, Rick, at Lintillas, and Martin, at mcookie123. As always, your insightful comments and engaging play help to offset my West Midlands meanderings. Thanks. So, on with the episode. I hope you enjoy it. So, uh, so once again, we've managed to uh, convince and con somebody of worth and import to come and uh, talk to us on all, all Anthrax's game of vexes. Uh, so we'd like to welcome uh, Paul Michener, someone who's written a whole a range of um, RPG content, books, etc. over the years, most recently Liminal, now here with your new uh, Kickstarter for Out of the Ashes. So uh, welcome, Paul. Thanks, Steve. So thanks for having me on here. Yeah, no problem at all, no problem. Uh, so we have just played a, a rather excellent uh, introductory game, which uh, we'll have later on in the podcast, you'll be able to listen into, but we will we'll be referring, I'm sure, some of the the events uh, that uh, uh, transpired in there, because although it was short, it was certainly full of adventure and awful dice rolls. <laughs> there you go. It's the roll 20. Rick, Rick, Rick is cursed by roll 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, come on, when it matters. Actually, at that end, yeah. at the end, that was good. Yeah, that was yeah. good. You pulled it out at the end. Brilliant, okay. So, Paul, do you want to give us um, the, the elevator pitch for, for Out of the Ashes? What's, what's, what's it all about? Okay, so one sentence thing would be post-apocalyptic, community-based fantasy. So okay. slightly longer pitch than that is, you know, a few years ago, there was a massive war against a horrible evil so horrible it's corrupted and tainted most of the world most of the communities there most of the cities they're in ruins you're survivors of that and the nameless emperor this evil was defeated you're now there basically adventuring in the ruins 
doing things that your local community need, helping them survive, helping them rebuild. What is it that's different that you want to do with Ash the Ashes that perhaps other games might do? So I think the driver was probably the big, the community basis of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So again, you see, you know, there's a lot of, of course, fancy adventure games out there where you're going off, you're doing something, you're coming back with loot and things like that, you're fighting monsters, and that's great. But trying to get this idea of embedding it in the world where you're starting off as, I suppose, local heroes. And that just okay. enough, I think that's just enough to make it a bit different. The other thing yeah. that's maybe making it a bit different is this whole business of spirit and despair. So if spirit's kind of your personal hope, your personal optimism, if your spirit's going to zero, you're starting to, so we didn't see that in the game, you'd start to accumulate despair. Oh, okay. And when despair goes up to five, you are becoming one of the tainted. All right. So you become one of the people who are trying to stand against. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I noticed certainly in in our game that, that that spirit was pretty critical. I mean, certainly by the end of it, we were we were drawing our spirit all the time. And uh, yeah, there were some interesting synergies in terms of how we were doing things. So, for example, my character Idolin was uh, was um, a, a mistress of, of song. Was able to inspire others, um, and uh, certainly with Cat's uh, character, Arad Arad Shager, was helping Arad to well. What what, what was what was Arad doing there, Cat? Which part was the, the the hunting role, the careful snares, or the <laughs> or the or the simple fact that every single time I brought light to every single part of our, our adventure. <laughs> Yeah, you're striking down the undead with your uh, your powers of, of light over darkness. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I love the balance of that because um, it does cost spirit. So even if you're killing the undead, you could actually fall into despair about it, which is a bit... That's yeah, cool, you've, actually, you've gone it? power yeah. mad, and that's the thing you could effectively... Yeah. But certainly I noticed that there, there seemed to be... I mean, obviously, when we were travelling out from our initial uh, settlement, so from Dasos, th- there was obviously a real structure around the, the journey side of things. And, I mean, is that something that you really want to, yes, to bring I'll, home so other games like forbidden lands for example really doubled down on that whole you know hex crawl type thing i didn't you didn't tend to want to get to that level but certainly more structure i do like the dangerous wilderness and the dangerous journeys there and i thought one of the things is you know there's no safe roads another thing you'd do that normal people in your community wouldn't or couldn't would be travel or travel to mm. other communities trying to sort of build make allies you know build diplomatic connections things like that but travel had to be dangerous and that meant mm-hmm. it, there needs to be a system for it yeah and i certainly noticed i don't know what you guys think but we were um always on our uppers in terms of resources and supplies and those sort of things so i i liked the the idea behind the journey system and i think steve's right it it it, it seems a nice medium between kind of redlining it and having a hex crawl it seems mm-hmm. like a happy medium to that so I'm assuming if, you know, you can beef it up and have some pretty pre-generated encounters on the road if you wanted. Absolutely. Or if not, you've got a pretty much uh, a sort of just a, an, abstracting, an abstract system of resources which can really make, really makes the journey quite a thing. So I, I, I did enjoy that. I like that. Uh, but because mm. I do, I mean, you can't, you can't read fantasy novels without knowing the importance of the journey. Exactly right back to The Hobbit, you know, that goes Yeah. I, I was just to pick up on something you were saying about the, the community and how that was kind of a, a key driver of that, that, that community-based game. How, how, how will that work mechanically? Uh, so, so, for example, so I've just read Varsen. And Vassen has a kind of element of... Oh, what, the castle building. In yeah, the castle building. Uh, yeah. And red, red markets 
I've read recently, and that has the idea of building your sort of settlement in a zombie wasteland, and I think mutant year zero and so on. So mm. that to me is attractive, that idea of, of like building a community. I just wondered how you envisage that working. Okay, so, yeah. So as a group, what you do is basically your, you know, your session zero. Before First thing you do before you're generating characters is generate a community together. Hmm. So the mechanical things of the community are things that are racist resources in dice, like say prosperity or the military or actually the hope of the community. Mm -hmm. And by going on missions for the community, you can increase those. In downtime, you can use those and make spends on those for certain. But the other thing you do with the community is generate, well, basically an NPC per person in a place within, the, a location within the So if someone wanted, hey, you know what, I want this pub, that's fine. That's what you do. But of course, you can get a bit more imaginative than that. And finally, everyone generates a threat to the community and a dangerous place. So the dangerous right. places are sort of opportunities, threats are things that the people have to deal with. And what the GM does is then basically preps one of each of those. And essentially the idea of a campaign is you'd cycle through all of these threats and dangerous places and bring it to a finale. Okay, that's key. Okay. So, yeah. so it sounds like an evolution of, of the... the. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely sort of built on that. I mean, I think it's probably even more central than it is in Liminal. I mean, certainly the fact that it's it's first and then you, you create your characters afterwards, so it's almost like the settlement is your... The settlement is almost the main the character totality of the campaign, it. if you like. Mm. Yeah. If anyone dies, another person from... It's the very settlement. easy to introduce other yeah. characters, whereas yeah. I'd say if the, if the settlement dies, yeah. that's fine. That's the end of the campaign. It's a brilliant end. It's a tragic one. Yeah. But, mm. you know, you've got to take the risk of that. Yeah. Excellent. That reminds me a lot of the... Um... Song of Fire and Ice, they have you build your house. Um, but yes. I must admit, I, I think here, judging from what we've played with the rule set and what you've just described, building a community is a lot more elegant and easier. And also you get a bit more involved with it. Whereas when you're building the house in the Song of Fire and Heights, towards the end of it, you actually don't care about your house. You're just totally fed up with rolling dice for it. <laughs> you, just, you do, you get a slightly a bit too sick of it. Whereas this, I think, is actually you're building something that you can actually use more easily as well and build, base your characters on. So that, that works quite nicely. Because mm. something that brings everyone it's, it's together sounds... is always really worth it in games because otherwise you've got to try and find yeah. the excuse why you're together. Whereas here, yeah, exactly. The you community... met in a pub and decided to go and, well, in yeah. this game, you met in a pub and thought it would be a great idea to go and get some tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? It sounds as though you've got an, like an idea of a sort of a, an ideal arc for a settlement. It sounds as though you've, it's, it, although you could, I'm sure you could have a very long campaign, it sounds like there's a natural number of sessions or, or sort of um, uh, number of stories you can tell within a, within a campaign. Is that, is that yeah, that's right. I... And I think once you've run through the sets or dangerous spaces, obviously you're being a bit organic here. Mm. So, but it, but it's not a case of introducing new threats, introducing more dangerous places. Mm. The idea of the end is you've gathered clues to do something big. So okay. it might be a case of, hey, there's a big bad. There's one of the ministers of the Nameless Emperor that's behind an awful lot of the thing. Or it might be something more ephemeral, like say, you know what, I can cure the taint. I can decorrupt the land in this area. So something okay. big like so that. So make it more stable. Yeah. So with, with a sort of a play group of, let's say, about four or five player characters, I mean, how many sessions would you, or how many stories do you think would would flow from that? A dozen, maybe, or less yeah. than that. Okay. Now, I, I really like that actually because I think 
you know, one of the things with, you know, the, the pressure for, for lots of, because obviously we've all, you know, bought far too much stuff during uh, lockdown, um, is actually having a, a, a sort of um, a sort of something that's quite encapsulated and sometimes the, the end points of those, those breaks that you put into scenarios or, or, or series can be a little bit artificial but it feels like this is something that's more it's easier to round off into a, a sort of a complete experience that's the idea of it and again I've had the same thing so running campaign you know it's a bit frustrating to say I'm running this until I get bored or until players start getting bored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not an ideal end point yeah. for things. Mm. And it yeah. always works better when you sort of say, okay, this is a finale. Let's try and build towards that. Yeah. I think I think okay. how you just described the, the generation of the community, that idea that you sit down together as a group and effectively you're kind of, it's a cooperative mapping out of the campaign. Isn't yeah. It? And that, and so each of you would say, well, actually, I'm pretty interested in that. That, that, that sounds pretty cool. So, so it's almost like mm. a spotlight thing, isn't it? So Absolutely, it, yeah. So it's all yeah. like, spotlight. this is your adventure. I mean, it's interesting, mm. actually, because I've, I've been running a campaign as well as the playtest. And I thought I got to the stage where I thought, okay, actually, I've had enough of the, that playtest, but you know what, I'm enjoying it. Let's just carry on running anyway. But the interesting That's thing good. there is it doesn't feel like with the players, actually, there's ownership of a particular sort of scenario so far. So in terms of the... Um... The system itself I mean, when we played obviously it was a one shot so you know there was there was you know a little bit of combat in there i mean the, the overall system is 2d10 plus your skill and you're trying to get you know 15 or over or sometimes higher if it's it's a more challenging task and i think in liminal that's it's it's 2d6 and i think what we experienced was the fact that d10s are a lot swingier <laughs> than a d than a d6 i'm assuming yeah, that, so was, I, that was I, intended. I deliberately wanted to make it well, firstly, so there's a bit more room for character improvement in terms of, but also to make it a bit more, I suppose, perilous and risky. Because liminal combat is, you know, you've got these vast differences in characters sometimes. Say in liminal, you've mm. got a werewolf, you just set them on there and the sort of scholar's just going to sit in the background and go, yeah, we'll watch that. Which is fine, because combat's yeah. not the main focus. Here, combat's more of a focus. So I wanted to make mm. it feel a bit riskier, a bit more swingy. And also do a bit more in terms of talents that are doing interesting things in combat. But, but, but having said that, I mean, I was, I was, you know, I did a couple of things that I was spending spirit on. I, I finished on two yeah. spirit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't far from despair. It would, it would only take a couple more missed rolls mm. and I'd, I'd have had to stop spending spirit. And I think that's when you would really notice the importance of spirit is when actually you haven't got any. <laughs> and... Uh, you are totally reliant on D- roll twenties dice throwing algorithm, and that, I think that you'd really notice it then. I think, yeah, and, and I suppose as well. I suppose it depends on what sort of tone you're trying to to strike with this game. And again, every GM is going to sort of take it differently. But you know, I'm thinking, yeah. So we, you know, we we took down the Deathless King. Listen to the AP afterwards. You'll you know what we're talking about. But then the travel, the journey back, we, we almost then might start to have issues with with losing spirit as well. So I suppose, I mean, is the tone supposed to be a bit? harder edged it's, it's or is it quite heroic fantasy? it's the idea the idea is okay. things you are doing it's going to be a challenge uh-huh. succeeding a mission ideally there should be a sort of sense of accomplishment if that makes sense yeah yeah so the feeling of oh my word we're in that supplies yeah. at the start and then probably when your despair starts to to creep up that's that's part of the the, the core game experience yeah that absolutely between spirit so and... it's this sort of balance okay. between you know optimism and despair and also the balance mm. between yeah, I suppose risk and pushing things a bit mm. further. Just nipping back slightly to you said about it gave greater opportunities for character development, the way the system worked. How, how would that work? 
so if let's say let's just abstract it out for the purposes of illustration so it's experience points yeah i get my i get a bunch of experience points i can spend them on me uh i can spend them on the community is that how it works there are separate pools for you right the community so you get experience points for things like again you've got some of the sort of fluffy stuff from liminal like learning something about someone else's character or exploring more of the world for the community you're basically getting each mission relatively explicitly has a series of goals each goal you accomplish basically gives you a dose of x okay and these goals like i said they'll improve basically these dice scores which you can use to buy things as it were for yourself or for the community mm. so I mean, it's interesting it's like about how much rhythm doesn't it struggling at the start so in the campaign it's a case of okay yeah, what we need for this is some horses. Can I get some from the Sure. Roll the dice. Oh, the prosperity is only D4. Okay, dear, it's gone to zero. Yeah. yeah, those are the only community horses. They're dependent on those for trade. Yeah, that's all they've got. Don't don't get the horses called on this mission. <laughs> yeah, see, so it's, it's a, a bit more hard scrabble, I think, than, than uh, probably some of the... But when you've got, <laughs> when you've got sort of, you know, prosperity of D12 or something, you're not going to worry yeah. too much. But it's a, you've got that natural rhythm to, so you've got your adventuring section and you've got your um, sort of the downtime, the, the community development section yeah. as well. And I noticed in there sort of it talks about um, sort of mass combat as well. So it sounds like you really, you know, from, from Liminal, which is you know, obviously very light in narrative in terms of the, the, the combat side of things, in my experience. And we, we, we played Liminal and we really, really enjoyed it. I've, I've, sure. I've heard the podcast, of course. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> Hoodies, etc. But... It sounds like in this one, obviously, because you're going for that hard reg, that you, obviously you've got crunchy in terms of the abilities, but also mass combat is a is a thing in there as well. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you could have your community's military score. It's entirely possible that you're going to face an invasion force right. that's not something you'd have four characters handling. You might have four characters going out to scout it. That could be a mission. That could even help. Okay. Well, it'd better okay. help, right? Otherwise, there's no point in doing it. But Yeah. <laughs> So in terms of the, um, the, the the background, obviously you gave us the elevator pitch early on and, and in the, the, the scenario we played, we sort of came across, you know, the Deathless King and we came across the Tainted and Draugr and, and others. I mean, where where do you draw your influences from that? Is that something that's just pop, obviously Draugr, you know, Scandinavian um, yeah, or, so or Saxon things? I've, I've stolen a lot of things from different myths. So there's a bit of Scandinavian stuff. There's a bit of Celtic stuff. Mm. There's bits and pieces of Eastern European and Middle Eastern stuff as well coming in, which are some of the more unusual things. And again, some of the desecrated, you know, I've got mists that are just filled with eyes. I've just got some stuff coming in. And of course, the Soglath is an Eastern European thing, so it's very mixed and matched. Right, okay. Influence in okay. terms of monsters. I mean, the other thing maybe it's worth talking about is I've got a lot of things, so it didn't really come up in the one shot, mm. but there's a lot of different cultures and that's, yeah, they've got certain characteristics, certain styles of name. So there's the Vespans, who were almost the most powerful, not in the Third Age, survived with, actually, their main city, their capital city intact, almost unique. And now they're trying to rebuild their empire. And they're a bit like Byzantium. Or the Alari, like Barachega, they're ancient. They don't actually age, although there's not many of them left in the world, probably about 50 Alari. Mm. But the culture, if you're looking at the older culture, it's they're almost based from sort of Sumerian stuff. Mm. Okay. And then the Akeli, of course, you've got myths of the fairies and also a little bit of Welsh influence there. So, so is it a, is it a completely separate sort of fantasy world, or I mean, obviously you're drawing on themes from it is, you know, it is a separate fantasy world. world okay, all right. So it's not, it's not like around. an alternate Earth or anything like that. No. 
No, okay. not just been having fun playing around with different influences. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the Kickstarter as well, but I can I can hear, obviously, you know, that there are some really strong concepts coming through. And I think you've got John Hodgson doing some of the art, obviously, yeah, the absolutely. cover we've seen so far. Yeah, okay. So is is it going to be, because the presentation of, of Liminal was out of this world, and, and it's yeah. fantastic, and, and of, you know, the, the other stuff that's coming out looks incredible. And Jason Benke, did the, obviously, is doing the art for, is it Werewolves of... Um, Wolves of Britain? That, that's right, yes, that's right? going on at the moment. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So what's, is, is it going to be the, sort of the same sort of that real, it, you know, It should be the same feast. standard of presentation. Obviously, it'll be a different style because John yeah. Hodgson's got a different style to Jason Benker, but John Hodgson is really damn good. Yeah. Mm. Well, they both are. Yeah, yeah. So this is hopefully coming through there. And again, it will be, you know, a full-colour book. It will be the uh -huh. same sort of format in terms of size and page count as Liminal. Okay. And the stretch goals will be funding various supplements. So the first supplement, I think it's almost funded at the time of recording. Uh -huh. And that's the book of quests. Then there's going to be others on monsters or extending the range of that into other places. Okay. Well, I'm optimistic okay. about those. I mean, by the time this... this episode drops i think it's probably about just about a week or so left of the uh of the kickstarter um but i suppose you know with, with all these things what is it about this kickstarter that people should really get excited about obviously the story there's the background what it uh, you know we talked about the community has been the core experience of the game it's almost like the players are you know almost almost the play characters are almost peripheral to that it's almost that like every episode yeah. is like a you know you know what's happened to that community over the last you know the, in this, this current few sessions but what is it about this kickstarter you think that people should get excited about i think? think it's the this whole idea of post-apocalyptic community fantasy but mm. also there's this concept of rebuilding mm. building the work building a new world and also maybe even making it better than the old one okay yeah so this in a sense this was my trying to be optimistic in 2020 eh? <laughs> I was going to yeah, say everything's that. going it to sounds, pieces it thinking, sounds like a response oh, to lockdown doesn't it after yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. not a sort of grim dark post-apocalyptic game like some of them it's not a gonzo yeah. thing either it's a case of well let's be optimistic there's a balance of optimism yeah so it's a case of trying to rebuild and that is going to centre on communities I like that actually because that, that, it does have a sense that innate sense of hope because yeah. you know we are you know humans are communal creatures and uh, i think we sort of spent so much time alone over the last sort of 18 you know 12 18 months or not linking up but lots Become... of friends they're just trapped in rectangular boxes <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> did you find that that came through more strongly though as you know without getting too heavy or deep into it but does it come through more strongly because of the experience you've had over the last sort of 12 months yeah i mean definitely that was there and again i started this almost at the I wouldn't say the start of 2020, but the start of lockdown, I think, is when I both started playing with this and rising it. Yeah. And okay. yeah, I think it is the game, is that game formed from this year. Mm. The game from 2020. Which is actually, go. that's almost a negative pitch, isn't it? There, really. Well, I think I think anything that brings hope, which, I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, the game itself was, was fun. I mean, we only played for a couple of hours and I think obviously there's the inevitable getting used to how the, the system works and everything else, but it flows. It's really, the system is enabling rather than getting in the way. Yeah. The way you described some of the beasts and, and the yeah. challenges were... It was good fun. I really enjoyed it. Good. What about the rest of you guys? Any any thoughts from uh, the rest of you? Any sort of observations from the play? Because uh, I mean, the, the sort of the notes I had written down were sort of stuff that's been covered, really. So best jury. I, I like mm. that idea that you know, just kind of the whole the whole myths and legends of 
Europe and the Middle East are just kind of like a smorgasbord to be picked at. Yeah. That's that's really good. In terms of the system itself, as we experienced it, I, I thought, I think it's tough. It is swingy. Yeah. There's je- there's real jeopardy there, I think, which is why you call upon your spirit. And and that makes a great deal of sense to me, is that, you know, and obviously it happens, so, you know, the, the literary tradition of the hero completely at their wit's end calls upon their inner resources to achieve something that they thought was impossible. And I think that's a real, you know, that's a motif of mm. kind of not just fancy literature, but it kind of obviously I think we can all probably think of examples of that in fancy literature. So I really like that. I think that's great. And the idea of spirit as an actual a resource you can call upon in dire straits, mm. is, uh, but but has to be husbanded. You know, you can't. I, I, I like that. I think I, I was very, very intrigued by that. Yeah. I just wonder if, if the synergies between characters was intentional or is that something that comes through quite a lot regardless oh, it, of how you put your characters together? It comes through quite a lot. So it came through in a different in a different sort of playtest where people were making mm. their own characters. So mm. I was trying not to make the characters be naturally, naturally synergised yeah. for the playtest. Mm. I'd possibly have done different if I was deliberately doing, say, a convention one-off. Sure. But at the same time, yeah. I'll might just you because they're there now it's easy <laughs> i mean there's another say for example there's another talent which basically gives someone another character a free shot when you what right, okay. you didn't tell me <laughs> <laughs> well no I didn't, I didn't give anyone this one it's a shame you could have been the most important character if you had yeah one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's fun there's lots of fun synergies like that oh yeah you... i've got two sort of adventures in the book this was one of them the other one's sort of based around slight politics in mm. Dassos mm. and actually Vesper trying to take it over. Mm. But I thought that's possibly a slightly more complex thing. Mm. It'd be hard to do in two hours. Yeah, that politic political side. But that, but that's that's quite that's quite a fun one as well. So oh, yeah, yeah. If I can't back on, I could do that one again. <laughs> one thing I do like is, despite how when you first read your character sheet, and obviously I do understand these pregens, you you look at it and go, there actually isn't a lot there. But more you play it, actually, there is, because there is so much of it can be used in multiple ways that actually it's a quite a complex character sheet, despite the fact it looks simple to start with, because you can use every little bit in a separate way. You've got the synergies if you start to work together. Um, and that's what I really liked. I, I must admit, I've, I've played a lot of systems where you have, you know, four-page character sheet. And I actually felt I did more in the page character sheet here than I have done ever with any of those bigger character sheets. Although the one thing I would say is my passion was fine cuisine. I was desperately trying to find yeah. in the in final <laughs> battle, how could I use this? Yeah, that didn't really come up, did it? <laughs> no. I was trying to think that, you know, maybe there was something ground down from the bones of the undead king that could be used, but I was like thinking, no, I can't would get you away with that. that. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, the thing about the Deathless King is that he's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant, Paul. Th- thanks. <laughs> thanks very much for that. So the Kickstarter is, uh, so it's going on at the moment. Uh, so this will hopefully be out when it's about a week to go. So the, 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 the book is, is how, how many, what's the page count? What's it, what we're looking at? So it'll be somewhere, it'll probably be out of the same, it'll probably be between 250 and 300 pages. Yep. Look at the size of it. So okay. nothing too big. And this nice sort of, you know, A5 sort of size. Uh-huh. And there'll be supplements about sort of a third of that size. And again, probably at the stage this is coming out, again, the higher pledges, you're getting print supplements, mm-hmm. print run. So you should back for those because that's going to be really good value at that stage. 
definitely. And when so how how far written is the actual is the core book itself? So the core book is written. Right. Okay. It's written. It's play tested. It's going to go into editing as soon as the Kickstarter ends, mm -hmm. and then straight into sort of art and layout. Okay. So I've I did got a delivery date of basically the end of this year. Fantastic. I did look to the, the stretch goals, but I did. You ha have you got a VTT character sheet in there? I don't think you have. That you? is coming up again yes. after those stretch Thank goals. You. Done, that's a, <laughs> Thank you. I think the way people play, it's a really useful thing. Yeah. And yes. there was a second second person who said that. Yeah. So. I mean, two other ones that will be, there'll be will be the VDT character sheet and probably making this system and the liminal system open license. Wow. Oh, okay. Duh. So I haven't announced that yet. I might have announced that by the time this goes out. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, let me. I'll keep an eye out. Don't, don't edit it. It's fine. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. There you go. <laughs> that'll be fantastic. Yeah. So presumably that'll mean that uh, your sort of third party. Developers will be able to get involved and start to publish things as well. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, because I know with Mork Borg, for example, that or Merkberg, that's been that's gone that's gone crazy, gangbusters in terms it's, of. It's interesting do. actually because Merkberg, it's sort of it almost seems like a gimmick, but mm -hmm. people are playing it heavily and using it heavily. So, you know, it's clearly a good model to have, and of course, people are into the tone of it. Of course, yeah. So if you get other things that are similarly produced as well, that's going to be wonderful to see. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see something similar for uh, Out of the Ashes and the Liminal. Yeah. Okay. Any final comments for anybody else before we, uh, before we close it out? No? no? All right. So thanks very much, Paul, for taking the time to uh, talk us through and, yeah. and give us an introduction to the world of the Out of the Ashes. I know that the uh, obviously the Kickstarter is already funded anyway, so we're looking at yeah. the, the stretch goals now. Uh, so hopefully this will, this will help to, to <laughs> people listen to this, this rubbish. <laughs> they, might, they might ignore us go in there and, and back the kickstarter but uh, on that paul thanks very much for, for your time yeah thanks very much everyone thanks again to paul cat rick and martin for taking part i'm really enjoying the experience of getting these episodes out to you all they help me to reflect on my gaming experiences as a player and a gm and i hope you continue to find them to be a diversion from what passes for reality at the moment over the coming months, I aim to release episodes on Complexity in Gaming, emceed by the incomparable Doc Cowie, on Spire, The City Must Fall, and on role-playing in Professor Tolkien's Middle-earth, with a focus on playing using the One Ring. And there are plans for yet more to come. Every podcaster says that it's the feedback that keeps them going when fatigue creeps in, and we're no different. If there are any topics you'd like us to cover, you can let me know via Twitter, or a message on the Anchor site. If you're so inclined, you might want to leave a review on iTunes. The choice, as they say, is yours. The war has been won. The nameless emperor defeated, his legions scattered or destroyed, but the cost was almost the ruin of civilization. The heroes of this world are tough and capable, wielders of innate magic, but the dangers out there are great, and communities need to be protected if they are not to fall into darkness. Much of the land is corrupt, the wilderness is not safe to travel, and tainted monsters roam and seek prey. The surviving ministers of the nameless emperor are gathering their forces, still ready to seize control of the world, yet these enemies are scattered 
and hope remains. The village of Dassos is one such beacon of hope amongst the shattered ruins. Once, Dassos had strong ties to the fabled city of Gwynonin, seat of the great King Owain. Now, seeking to build alliances, Dassos sends some of its best and brightest to travel to Gwynonin to recover some of its fabled treasures and to determine the fate of those that once dwelt within. My character is Olwyn and she actually is from the Hollow Hill. She was one of the survivors from Gwynonin and so uh, she survived that and wandered around on her own for a bit, fairly tragic figure, and then has been found by the, a party of hunters from Dassos and so now feeling part of a community again after escaping from Gwynonin during the, the betrayal. She looks to be quick, skillful, not a brawler particularly, but could probably can look after herself. I am playing Arad Shigar. I am a Alari. I'm quite young, or I think I'm quite young, but to the rest of you, I'm probably quite old as I'm nearly two centuries old. <laughs> um, I did take part, a minor part in the final war, and I somehow managed to survive. He is a little bit surprised to still be alive. Uh, to be honest. Uh, he's not a skilled fighter. He does have a quarterstaff. Uh, most of you know him as an extremely good cook. In theory, because of his soft little hands, you kind of get the impression he's also very keen on magic. Um, and he has been talking to the old lawmaster of, of the town quite a lot. Um, he's been wandering for a very long time. He kind of thought he'd lost his purpose. And now in this community, he's actually seeing something to make a stand for and something to help to prosper. So mine is Alexandros. He's Vespan. And I think he's got a few things in common with Martin's character with Olwen because he's um, also a bit of a rangery type. And also he has he shares the kind of distaste fairly strong hatred for the tainted also um i think his biggest thing is his loyalty to lady irulan duca um who i think is one of the joint leaders of uh, dasos and he was um one of the people who were accompanying he lady irulan to dasos about 10 years ago um he was kind of fairly keen to prove himself and unfortunately came a cropper and she had to step in and actually save him which was <laughs> A little embarrassing, but he's uh, grown up a bit now. Ranger, roaming, try, looking out for people, looking out for danger, trying to protect the people of Dassos, but also with a very, very strong dislike bordering on hatred of any of the tainted. Okay, so uh, I'm Idalin. So Idalin is a, a Nissian and probably similar to Alexandros, he's probably fairly well travelled. Uh, I mean, whenever you look at, uh, at uh, Idalin, she's uh, she's sort of fairly young, but she doesn't keep still very much. She's always seemed to be standing up and pacing around the room, almost as if she's always keen to be on the move. And she's, she's worked for the road wardens in the past, so I'm assuming that uh, she spends a lot of time moving between uh, settlements sharing knowledge and stories and trying to sort of weave uh, these disparate settlements into uh, into a whole and uh, she's, she's always got a story always keen to inspire others always probably trying to push push the others to action and trying to inspire them and uh, again also you know uh, renowned as, as being fleet of foot Before we start playing, I probably should say how dice rolls and stuff work, right? That'd be useful, wouldn't it? So what you do is you've got various skills on your character sheet. You roll two 10-sided ten ten dice, 
add your skill, aim for a target number. Most common target number you need is 15. If you fail a roll, one thing you can do is spend, so you've got a resource called spirit. So you can spend three points of your spirit to get an extra D10. If okay. you've got a relevant key, keys are sort of minor magic that everyone's got. You know, certain words, whether it's community or wilderness or death. You can spend one point of spirit then to get a bonus D4. And are those keys like actual physical things or are they sort of more concepts or magic yeah. spells or they're, they're concepts they're basically your okay items. okay they're things you can do that's in you know, your attunement to the world does spirit ever regenerate or is that's it a good question so in between in between sort of game sessions when you get a good long rest of weeks or two but also you have a passion and a drive if you engage your passion just say you're doing it, and you can get 1d6 spirit back. So in the case of Alexandros, I don't know why I want to pick on him, Alexandros could easily say, okay, those vile, tainted things, I hate them, I'm just going to attack them. Mm. And you can do that twice per session, uh, either okay. using the same one twice or each one once. And I see if I have a chance once per quest, if I get a chance to cook a hearty meal, all player characters who eat it gain 1d4 spirit. The ability to cook is often underestimated in role-playing games. I think it's yeah. very important. It's certainly very important in a previous game we've played. Oh, yeah. Actually, the cooking ability is kind of awesome in this. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, if you succeed and get a double, that's a critical. If you succeed by 10 or more, that's a critical. So sometimes you might want to boost something, even if you do succeed. But that's it. All right. That's the entire the rules. Okay, so you are heading off from lovely Dasos towards mm. Win Onan. Okay. I'm going to put a dice in the chat. So getting to Gwyn Onan is basically what's called an expedition, and you've uh -huh. got a supplies dice. Which starts off at D4. So, what are the consequences of uh, having supplies at zero? I mean, do we obviously we start instead to of a supplies spend? So, I should say, so depending on the terrain, it would be one or one and two or one, two or three mm. that supplies go down. Mm. In this okay. case, it's one or two. And supplies mm -hmm. at zero, whenever you would be spending supplies, you take D6 damage. Ah, I see. I get you. All right, okay. that makes sense. So you could start yeah. death in the wilderness. <laughs> yes, <laughs> quite neat. Yeah, <laughs> which probably is not what you want. It's a jolly game. No, it no, a jolly. I, I, I was going to say I'd rather get to the sort of crux of the adventure, not starve on fruit. <laughs> starve on uh, just curl up in. <laughs> Yeah, curl up in a hollow and die. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think if if that is the case, I think every night before we we go to sleep, I I can't hunt because I'm shit at it. I'll be honest, but I do have craft. So could I craft a simple snare, a couple of simple snares, and leave them out somewhere and hope I might get something? Yeah. So you can do that. So give, what that will do is next time someone makes a, hunt, a survival roll to try and hunt. Mm -hmm. I get a bonus D10 from your snares. Ah. Cool. I will do that next time one of you goes and hunt and, and cough. Um, I'm not used to being starved, so I suggest you, you know, get out there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So now it's a question of you are on a leg of the expedition. You might not want to do anything special this leg, but each person 
apart from Alexandros, who can do two things, everyone can do one thing. So it could be hunting for supplies, which need survival. It could be keeping watch generally, which uses notice. It could be uh, trying to find a nice quick path, which uses law. Or it could be trying to find a place of shelter, which is investigate. Okay. And you don't have to do anything. And there are consequences mm. for failure. So just to start off, does anyone want to do anything in this leg of the journey for the first couple of days? I think Olwyn is going to scout ahead to check for danger. And so that would use her notice. Okay, so give me a roll. Is that correct? My, my 2d10, my skill level in notice is three. So off we go. There we have oh, it. Oh, perfect. 16. So actually nice. you have... Yeah, you know there's danger ahead. You hear what you think is a howl from a pack of wolves coming ahead. Because you've made your check as well, one of those howls sounds a bit different, a bit unnatural. I can make a law check, so that will be the same. So that's again Only this time. Double one. And he gets the wolf after all. Yeah, I mean, I've got, yeah. I've got yeah. um, animal Nothing sense. To worry I've about. got animal sense, which is intuitive sense of dealing with animals and being able to sense what they want. He says one of them actually sounds a bit different. The rest of them sound normal. Do I actually have an idea of these these kind of animals, the wolves, how they would normally behave, and how this other one's slightly different? What would you rather have, notice or law? I think it's probably going to be yeah, it's going to be notice. Oh, mm. so the question is, do you want to do Just your clever missed. thing to boost the result here? Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Oh. Okay. Right. Well, my key is wilderness, so um, so that I'll fits in that. rather perfectly. So you can add an extra D four, yeah. which I believe with fourteen aiming for fifteen, that looks like it guarantees success to me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. Do. Okay. So what you've got there is one of these things is something unnatural. It is controlling the others. It's probably some sort of desecrator, one of these void beings. We're coming towards the end of this leg. So what I'm going to do is someone want to roll D4, which is your supplies dice. On a one or two, it goes down. You've basically exhausted your supplies. Okay, like a resource it's exactly, dice. Exactly Should I give that, 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 that a roll? Exactly you know, you know what's going to happen, guys. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Yeah, Steve. You do it. It's okay. You know, we won't blame you much. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so you are out of supplies. Okay, brilliant. But then you're facing another thing. Do you want to try and face these wolves and whatever's controlling them head on? Or do you want to try and find a route round them? You've noticed them in time to do that. That would, of course, take so long. So Idolin thinks she might know a route around there, possibly. Could try be... and stealth sort of past them, go very, very subtly past them. I'm not the most stealthy person in the universe. I'm just going to throw this out to you now. It's possibly the pots and pans, but I'm not <laughs> that quiet. I, I have a duty to hunt tainted and subjugators. So would this this uh, thing, would it would it count as being one of the tainted? It is certainly a subjugator or, sorry, a desecrator. That's a, that's a thing from the old character. But yeah. Uh, okay. That's one of those. Can I have a law roll from Arad Shiga? Probably remember this, don't you, from oh, last yeah. time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my You know what this is that's controlling them. Yeah. It is a bar guest. 
which is a desecrator, okay. which is bad news, you know, demons from the void, but it's probably the weakest of these desecrators. I point out that really, you, you lot should have recognised this. I mean, you've been in, out in the wilderness how long? <laughs> it's obviously one of them. <laughs> yeah, I thought I knew already. I didn't want to actually show you up in any way. Can I, can I just take the opportunity, perhaps, to just chat? talk about duty what what sort of role does duty have the duty is basically in this it's a carrot not a stick so if you need spirit right. back when you engage it you get 1d6 spirit back okay. it's not something that's going to coerce you to do anything right so i don't i'm not now driven to kill this thing if so if we wanted to sneak around it i'd be fine with that you'd be fine with that you might think <laughs> so hang on a sec this would be a really good thing to do with maybe 20 people later on. Right. Right, yes. <laughs>
I've got a belt on my trousers. Okay, so I'm going to undo the belt and I'm going to leap to a branch that's over this sludge. And I'm going to try and cast out with my belt and say, grab on, grab hold. We'll pull you out. Okay, that sounds an athletics check at difficulty 15. I've got an athletics of four. That's still um, pretty good. You've still got a good chance. I'm going to reach out to uh, whoever's nearest to me. So I'm going to reach out to uh, Alexandros. Yep. And I'm going to say, grab my arm. So okay. basically I'm going to try and form a chain. So, do, you want, do you want to make a vigor check, Alexandros? Okay, this is not a problem. It means you are not giving a bonus. Yeah, okay. So let's see. I may have to spend some spirit on this. I will be spending some spirit on that. Okay, so my my focus is on determined. Yeah, so I'm that's thinking, good. That you know, gives you extra spirit. So does that give me an extra... So three spirit for a D10 bonus. Or yeah. if you've got a relevant key... You could spend one spirit for a D4 bonus. I'm going to spend three spirit for a D10. I think I need it. Yeah. How my, how my rolls are going. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Okay. Oh, nice. nice. So you do have him. You're ready to take... Yeah. You've, you've not really touched the swamp. So I do still, because you're basically over it, everything else is getting to you. Can I have also a conviction test? Just at difficulty 10. Okay, conviction three. So here we go. Yes. Yes, no problem. Excellent. So, uh, sort of, you know, the doom of being somewhere tainted has not got to you. Yeah, it was the dread of leaving this uh, this other person in this uh, foul place was too much. Yeah. So drag him backwards. You've hopefully. managed to drag him out, out of the mud. Got him out with the rope. And, I mean, you see he's, he's an Achille. He is also in a horrible state. Okay. Bruised, starving. And he's just okay. lots on the bank of the swamp, says, thank you, thank you. And then more or less almost dozes off. I'm going to sing a song of, of uh, renewal and healing to try and sort of stop him to uh, hopefully stop him dying and try and keep him keep him awake. Yeah, so I spent two points of spirit and make a sing roll. Let's see if Adalyn's uh, uh, voice soars or makes everybody feel sore. We'll find out. There you go. All Ooh. right. Yes, nice. I'm filling this uh, this Nikaeli traveller with hope. Yeah, he he does perk up. Yes, you have singed him to a state of being healed, almost. Your song has brought his spirit back. Okay, so uh, I say, uh, so what, what what circumstances brought you to such a foul place, brother? I was trying to escape. Oh God, they've still got people. They've still got lots of people. It was only me who was able to get away, but I had to. I had to. They'd have killed me and made me one of the dead. I was held prisoner in Gwynonan. There are okay. things there, horrible things. What manner of things? The dead, the deathless king. He was he was King Wayne. Now he's something else. Something mm, tainted. Tainted, horrible. He has revenants, things raised from the dead. And finally, there are people who were once our people. They have been horribly tainted. They're now one-eyed blood drinkers. Oh, wow. Okay. And they're the gods. That's foul news indeed. But they're holding so many of our people prisoner. There's 20 of our people held prisoner. We have we have to free them. God, I'll abandon them. Who, who are these people? Who are your people? How did you come to be captured? There was a band of Kelly nomadic for these last ten years. It was my it was my mother who was the leader, and she is still being held prisoner. Yes. So King Gawain has fallen. Was he wielding his uh, his spear? Yes, he was wielding his spear, and that thing they call the Deathless King, that thing that was Gawain, has it still? So our, our task is clear. So Arad, 
Is, is this something that you you know of? Given your it is it is a rad that's the the, the two hundred years old and yeah. sort of took part in the end of the last war. Yeah, okay. Right at the end. I'm not that old. <laughs> right <laughs> at the right. end. It's all relative. Uh, oh, how much do I know about that? I guess it's a case of give me a law check and we'll see. Probably only difficulty <laughs> ten. Only difficulty ten to know something. Old result. <laughs> I even know his knicker size. Oh, brilliant! That would actually be. That would actually be a critical. Yes, because it's ten or more, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What you know? Firstly, it sounds like the people, the guards, the Soglaf. They're again tainted. They've got a liking for human blood. It sounds like the prisoners were tainted in the process of taking it. Probably. Mm. The fate of the prisoners might be to end up tainted. In fact, by singing it, by singing at the well, the escaped prisoner, possibly Olwen has saved him from being tainted. Oh, he's not likely to climb into one of these things straight away unless he discovers a liking for blood. Right. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that, though, shall we? Just in yeah. case. I'm cooking uh, vegan meals tonight, by the way, guys. <laughs> so, what's this uh, chap's name that we've rescued? His name. His name is Arvel. So I'm thinking Arvel probably knows a, a a way into into the Hollow Hills. He says there's one main entrance, and again, Olwen knows this, of course, as well. You can sneak, uh-huh. you can go through, go between the two ashes, and then you're in the entrance hall. Uh-huh. There's not many guards in the entrance hall; just two Soglaf. I don't know. There might even be less because I led some of them out. Some of them were chasing me, but they don't like to go out by daylight. So, what time of day is it? now as we're just sort of skirting this probably at afternoon sort of time right after rescuing Arvon the heroes make camp for the evening to raise their spirits Arad Shager produces yet another of his seemingly miraculous meals from simple trail rations but as they eat Alexandros cocks his head to one side as if listening to the darkness. Keep watch it during the night because we're, yep. we're pretty close to somewhere where they might be tainted. He's got the sharpest eyes. I've got five. Uh, it's, yeah, it's always going to be uh, Alexandros for that sort of thing. You see one of these Soglaf. That's the good news. <laughs> yes, because it's by itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we right. can take it down then, can't we? Well, the Soglaf <laughs> is, like I say, it's got horse-like legs got a single eye in the centre of its forehead, it's got fangs, and it's moving very quickly. But if we don't take it down now, then chances are it might yeah. come out of slate. So oh, I think, I think it's our duty to... Uh, well, it could say that there's somebody out here. Right. Mm. I, you're right. Means to, means to ambush it. Almost instinctively, I want to take want to take this thing down. It's an abomination. It should not exist. Alexandros, you've got the jump on it. So actually has Edelin because of the quickness. Uh-huh. It's going to go before others, however, because it's also quick. So it's going to be myself and Alexandros are going to going to leap on it and try and take it out. In that case, I suppose. Okay. Is there any is there anything we can do in terms of? Well, we've worked together once, so I try and attract its attention, pull it to one side, so it's actually a little more in the open. I've got. Uh, I've... Yeah, I mean, you could roll, you could try and roll taunt or something to bring it over, or battle. <laughs> if you've got that to try and. Yeah. I've got. I've push got it. battle five. I've got shoot six. Okay, well, well, if we got both of those, then we, okay, we might as well both use them. They're both decent. So okay, so so battle will. What was that? Is that is that me sort of um, setting up an ambush and, and sort of trying to draw it closer? Yeah, or? absolutely. Okay, give All me right. a battle test. 
got 19 on that one anyway. Okay, you only needed 10. Oh, it's almost a critical, isn't it? Yeah. It is almost mm. critical. Is it worth spending to get a critical on that one? Yeah, I'm going to spend a point of spirit because I've got motion as a key. So I'm thinking I'm going to move quickly and, and, and uh, try and draw it into a, a place where almost like a little gully. And so where Alexandros can stand above it and sort of pepper it with uh, with arrows. And then I'm going to close him, hopefully with my uh, my mace. So I'm going to spend a point of spirit for a D4. So that'll, that, that will just knock it over into a 20, won't it? Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So it has indeed fallen down this gully that you've got it set up. Okay, Alexandros, do you want to pepper it with arrows? I think I do. Oh, in God's name. L bro. Not peppering. <laughs> not That's not exactly peppering now, is it, Roll? No, not really. A one so of two like, isn't this peppering. is actually quite tough. It's difficulty 18. Uh, I should have waxed that bowstring a bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a bit more thoroughly. Clearly <laughs> distracted me. Yeah, it's in, it's, it's in a gully. You all have an attack. You two included. Okay. Now. Ooh, or it's acting. That's what you've got from the critical. You've got an extra round, basically. Oh, brilliant. Yes, I shall, I shall draw my bow and uh, try and shoot it. And it's 18 you need. <sighs> I don't have a, a bow. Um, I'm going to let you guys do your thing. Desecrator. <laughs> um, Not a desecrator, a tainted thing. It is, indeed. I could show off a lot. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. We like some yeah, show not? off. Come on, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay. Spear of sunlight. It's up Doesn't to you. Bright... Yeah. Might as well. Do it. Might as well get rid of it. Flare of, bright, of bright light strikes a subject, and I've got to do a uh, an opposed conviction roll. So this will be conviction at difficulty fifteen. But I do have plus eight in conviction, so that's handy. It's good to know because I can sing a song. In future, when we take out the Deathless King, I can reduce conviction with the song first. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep that in our back pocket for next time. Can I use one of... What's the D4s? Um, uh, your keys. Yeah, in which case, light. Yeah, that's that's a, that's clearly the case, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, I'm going to need to roll this, unfortunately, because that's not... Ah, oh, that is... Oh, brilliant. Now. Okay, so would it... So it's lost its next turn. And it's going to suffer 2d10 damage. Give me the 2d10 then. Oh, yeah. Do. It's I'll not do. going to like that very much. No, it doesn't like that. So does this thing start to sort of, its flesh melt as this sort of sphere of sunlight? Oh, yeah. It's howling. Excellent. howling. It's just very miserable. Okay. That's how you do it. None of this waxing <laughs> so... bowstring is bollocks. <laughs> so so do I get to swing there my mace at it now? Edelin, it's down to you. You could charge in, even. Okay. You want to do yeah, a charge? Okay, yeah. I'd like to do a charge. Yeah. Okay. So uh, plus three bonus athletics um, for a charge into battle. Okay. So I'm thinking, what does that? What does that give me then? Plus three bonus. It gives you a bonus D10 to your fight. Okay. Oh. So it's just a straight, straight bonus, and then so three D10 plus four. But so no, first, yeah, plus three. Right, yeah. So you've got to make your athletics check, then make. Okay. Your Okay, all right, so I'm plus three. So athletics becomes uh, seven in that case. So here we go. So this is just a straight 15 to succeed on this one. Yep. There we go. So that's so now I've got a plus D10 to my... So basically I go... With my mace above my head, go charging in. It should be 3D10 plus... Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, 3D10 plus four. Yeah. Th plus and three, sorry. And of course you're aiming for 18. Yeah, okay. Oh, 17... Oh dear. Okay, I'm determined. I'm going to spend another point of spirit for D4. 
what's your key for this? Then my key is determined. Oh, actually, my, okay. Now my key is is motion. Actually, yeah, right. that makes perfect. So, yeah, I'm, I'm basically just racing in full the full pelt. Okay, so I managed to hit it after all that. So D10, <laughs> D10 damage. I'm hoping four. Well, yeah, nice. Not quite, not quite as good as your your spear of sunlight, but you know, mm. us little people have to <laughs> yeah. do what we can. It's effective. And now, unfortunately, it's its turn. <laughs> and I'm right next to it. <laughs> I think it's going to go for you. I think you'll have to. I'd love to go for Arad Shager. I think you've blocked that off. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, can it move? Because um, it loses its next action. Oh, it's lost so its my... next action. That's true. Yeah. Right. It cannot go at. It's just glaring at me. <laughs> yeah. In that case, everyone else have a go. So, Richard, let's do Richard. Okay, right. Right, cursing, cursing my luck, clearly overwaxed. Uh, I'm going to use a Chosen Foe, so that um, invisibly marks the enemy against the uh, whoever, uh, the enemy I've made an attack against, successful or not. And every attack, every attack after that, I get extra damage. So, right. And so I'm going to try and shoot it again. A bit more like Ooh, it. Nice. Okay. And there's an extra, extra one... D6, there's an extra D6 damage on top of that. Yes, the D10 plus D6. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> it's a good night, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We're telling a complicated story here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Abject failure. against the, the dice rolling on roll 20. Okay, Martin. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, this yeah, so is some time. Yeah, I draw back my bow once more and go for the go for the shot. Ooh. Okay, so my duty is to hunt the tainted. Oh no, that, that gives me spirit back, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Although you could have my... it at any time you want to, if you want to. Yeah, I'm just looking to spend a point of spirit to try and get me. So I'm only one away from. Have you hit. got a relevant key? I don't know. Storm, darkness, or secrecy. So storm. Uh, I mean, you could just say it's a particularly vicious attack well or perhaps just because it's a stealthy kill we're trying to keep our presence secret aren't we okay yeah I'll, I'll, I'll allow that yeah okay so i'll spend a point of spirit and have an extra d4 so i've definitely hit so that's d10 damage yep. there we go seven finally it's dispatched oh that's a relief without actually <laughs> having a chance to attack because of the spear of sunlight in the ambush good work jager look at you yeah. On the well, other the hand, amb- the ambush certainly counted for more than my spell. To be fair, so so Olwen will say, "Foul thing! Its death is a boon to the world." So now we now we must track this thing to its lair. Having defeated the tainted monstrosity, the heroes passed the rest of the night in peace before travelling the short distance to the gate of Gwynon as the sun rises. So the sun does indeed rise. So Alwen, of course, knows Gwynon as well, yeah, but usually you just step between these two great ash trees and you're in. Of course, now these trees are rotting and dead. Does mm. anyone have sense the unseen? I do. 
I can sense the presence of magic. You can sense that, and you, you can sense that the entrance is still there. And again, you could just step between, and you'd be in the entrance hall of Gwynonan. So Gwynonan is effectively through through a portal. It's in yeah. a different place. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll reassure my fellows that this looks bleak, but that the entrance to the entrance to Gwynonan is still here. You must follow mm. in my steps. I shall. Okay. So tread tread carefully then. Okay. So I'll go through first. And I'll be sneaking. Give just me in case. a sneak check. I would love to. These, that's there's another Soglaf here, so unfortunately it's difficulty 18 to sneak. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm definitely going to call upon my secrecy key yep. and spend a point of spirit to keep myself secret. And so, so enter the hall. Okay, so you've entered the hall within. Actually, there's just one of these Soglaf. The others went out. But... There's, you know, the old hall there. You know, there were these lovely ornamental pillars. They're all now chipped or toppled. What there are there are six, I suppose, basically zombies. They're things called Draugr. Uh They're fighting over a corpse that's been drained of blood. And one of these Soglef is just watching them fight and laughing. Mm. So, you know, his mate's gone out and been killed, but at least he's entertaining himself. (laughs) Well, presumably he's a little bit distracted. Yeah, yes, I was going to say. So, in total silence, I will draw back my bow and fire at the Soglath. Okay, give me a, give me a nice, give me a lovely shoot roll. I will. And you've got him unaware, so that will just be difficulty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Have a bit of that. Nice. And also, nice. and also, because I have precision shot. When you mm-hmm. roll a nine or ten, free the die. When you make a shoot roll, you can score a critical success. So what's your maximum damage? Excellent. Ten. Nice. So that's a bad wound to the Soglaf. Of course, the entertainment stops as far as it's concerned. <laughs> it claps its hand, commands the Revenant, and now I guess everyone is coming in. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Well, let's not be hasty. Oh, th- no, no, we're all going. We're just <laughs> no, just no, you're right. going. What's happening? Well, it's been a long time. <laughs> no, yeah. Of course, charge. The straight good news is, there's a round of ranged attacks or charges before you do any before you do anything else, and only okay. the Soglafs can charge. And only the Soglaf can charge. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to charge in, so I'm going to make an athletics roll at plus seven. Okay. So here we go. See if I can race, charge in. Always, always on my. Uh, oh no! <laughs> Clearly not. That's terrible. <laughs> no harm done. You're just slow getting there and don't get in this round. Okay. Any yeah. ranged attacks? Well, actually, actually, I'm thinking. I'm thinking I might use the range. What's what's the thing? One one uh, weapon dropping in. No, no big it. deal. You just stash it. Right. Okay. Grand. Yeah. Right. Well, that okay. case. <laughs> hey, nice. Give me damage. Uh, okay. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I'm going to spend, um, well, one of my key death, so definitely... That I'll... gives you a bonus D4 damage, yep. if you spend the point of spirit. I uh, will, nice. so that's a critical. Death. Oh, that's a critical, yep. So you can have maximum damage. Yeah. Okay. Going for the Soglaf or the Revenants. Oh, this is Soglaf. Okay. It is badly, badly hurt. Oh, shanks. Okay. Let's see if Arad Shay can uh, finish it off, and then we'll, yeah. Uh, the only way I'm going to finish him off is another Spear of Sunlight. Um, cause well, I you, have... could, you could do the general summoning of light. They are undead. Yes, I could actually. Uh, yeah, in which case I will do so. Yeah, I'll, I'll spin the spirit and cast cast light. 
to hit them all, actually. I think it'll hit all of them, won't it? It will. Yeah, I'll do that. So they get D6 damage, don't they? Yep, so give me D6 mm -hmm. damage. Ooh, nice. That is enough to finish off the Sosnaf. I don't think the zombies are going to be very happy. Brilliant. And leave the revenants actually quite badly hurt because, of course, they're nowhere near as tough as the Soglaf. They're not going to get out of range of that sunlight this round. Yeah. And you're the smaller group, so you're going first. So, actually, that sunlight has finished them off. Oh, fantastic. I've got this image of Arad Shaker just sort of walking forth and just bursts of sunlight coming from his hands. Yeah. It's almost like a, a solar priest of some yeah. sort. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the only co it's about the only cool thing he actually does and it's a bit like uh, Gandalf um going from this bumbling old man to suddenly he actually does something. It's <laughs> <laughs> really cool though. I like that. It's really good. Okay. So you've got a few okay. places to go now. Reached the tainted city, the heroes are faced with a choice to retrieve the fabled tapestries of Gwynonin, to free the prisoners, or to seek out the Deathless King. Filled with righteous anger, Olwyn and Alexandros convince their fellows to take the fight to the heart of the curse that shrouds the city, to the Deathless King himself. So, one room <laughs> not present <laughs> is the Deathless King, of course, who essentially looks like an well, an animated corpse with a fell light in his eyes. Around him are actually a dozen of these revenants, almost like mockery right. of courtiers. Can I make a battle roll to see if I can find us a position where, because um, they're going to they're going to charge us or try to charge us, where we can have the advantage? So, are there galleries? Like a, a, a entrances above. I mean, is a throne room all on one level? Yeah, there's galleries. Or, or there there's, like like, a... there's nice galleries you could sort of shoot down okay. from. Position some of you can shoot down from. I yeah. think. Yeah. So I'm thinking. If... Give me a roll. But the Deathless King is pretty canny, and that's difficulty nineteen. Okay. All right. <laughs> or rather, okay. the way, well, the way battle... was pretty pretty canny, and the Deathless inherited okay. that. Can Can Alwyn help me with this in terms of a knowledge of the uh, the layout of the, uh, of the halls? Yeah, okay. yeah. Have an extra d10. I think that sounds perfect. Okay. All right. So it's going to be three d10 plus five in that case. Oh. Wow. <laughs> oh. Okay. Twelve. Oh. That's terrible. That is an awful. Oh, that sucks. I don't know. What's the result of a failed roll there? As we're trying to get ourselves into position. Yeah, and I think it's a case of it's not, and it's basically you're just coming into the entrance hall, ready to think, oh shit, we should yeah. run up here, do that, do that, and you just caught in the open yeah. and. All hell yeah. lets loose. Okay. So right. I think it's going to be again. You've just about got to jump because the group by far. Yeah. So we've got a ranged round before anyone's okay. Goes to yeah. So I'm going to sort of focus my song on uh, the Deathless King. So I'm going to sing a song of when um, what's the name of this place? Gwyn. Gwyn Onan. Yeah. Gwyn Onan. When when Gwyn Onan was at, at its prime, and when Owain was uh, the the hero and the pure hero of the people and to try and uh, destroy the Deathless King's spirit that way. So in two points of spirit, make a song test to try and reduce his conviction. Yep. So the so, Deathless King okay. is that... This is going to be hard, by the way. Difficulty yep. 22. So uh, I've got a lot of songs and stories, so that'll give me... Um, that's my passion. To give, get an immediate D6 spirit back. 
Okay, all right, I think I'll need it. So I'll roll D6 for that in the first instance, just to get that before I start this, this round by round. Oh, that'll do. Right, so I can feel the, uh, obviously, so it's two points then to trigger my ability. So it's going to be 2D10 plus song of five so let's let's see this is going to be this is going to be tough but i'm trying to reduce his conviction by d8 oh, oh close what can i do spend some spend some I'm, spirit yeah spend, spirit. Yeah, I'm gonna spend three spirit yep. for an extra d10 come on come on yes oh you just made it okay now this is where i roll d8, d8. come on good roll please oh, oh. oh. I think you should put fixed damage into this, Paul. Definitely. Yes, play test back. Okay. Anyway, so at least I distract him somewhat and reduce his uh, his conviction a little bit by two. That, that's worthwhile. Okay. That's worthwhile. <laughs> okay. So, Arid Shager, you're up. Yeah, I definitely am. Right. I am going to go for him uh, with an opposed conviction roll with a sphere of sunlight. That will be a twenty. Blimey. Uh, wish me luck. Oh, in which case, can I get a, can I use my key, which is life? Because he's undead. That's oh, just um, wrong. I like, I love that. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to do that to hit him. So it's just 2d10. Oh, that'll do. That'll do that'll very do. nicely, won't it? Yeah. Okay. He would now have an action at range. However, he does not have an action at range. I suspect that's going to hurt. Things that they can do, which are good shots, right? Well, yes. Yep. It's easier to. It's easier to. It's easy enough. Well, not easy enough. For him. It's still difficulty nineteen. Well, I'm to draw back my bow, leave my home monster, give it a go. Ooh. Are you going uh, to try and boost it? Yes. So my drive is uh, my my passion. Oh, my passion. A love of gratuitous danger. I think it's definitely that. Yeah. Yeah. You could have a D six spirit back as well. I can get D six spirit back. One. That's not so great. That's all right. And then uh, if I spend three spirit, I can get an extra D ten on my roll, can't I? You can. So let's see if I can boost that. Uh, Fifteen. Oh, for five minutes. Oh. Whoa, it's the odds. <laughs> that, okay. That's a disappointment. We are relying on Alexandros, then. <laughs> oh, what could go wrong? Come on, Alexandros. Right. Alexandros. Okay. Now is your time. What I'm gonna, okay, one of my key calm. So I'm going to say, despite despite this, incre- this very, very dangerous ice runs in the veins. Oh, um, yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Everything's there. Of course, you know, loads of undead things are swarming towards you. It's yeah. very easy to get distracted, but oh, no, yeah. you stay level. Yeah. Give me Take that. Take a breath. Been this before, okay? Take... Yeah, okay. That'll do. That'll so do. That's max, so that's 10. Um... Oh, I think after all the suffering you've gone earlier, do you want a bit of narration yeah. how you've taken out the Deathless King? Oh, excellent. Okay, right. Okay, right. What happens is all the uh, the various Draugarats milling around, thrashing around, and he's kind of hiding behind these. It's difficult to actually see, and then just for one moment, his head actually appears framed by the arms, thrashing Draugr. Take Just take that one extra moment, that moment, go straight in. And actually, yeah, at one point, his hull is... Uh, Putting his head back and laughing, it's above the Adam's apple. <laughs> oh, lovely, yeah. Of course he's mocking you. Of course he's mocking you. That'll teach him. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Alexa- 
<laughs> Rolik Alexandros relieved and, and not a little surprised <laughs> at this. <laughs> okay, there's a little wink and back waxing. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Okay. okay. So, so are these drivers still coming towards us? They or are, are they... still coming towards you. Do you have a choice? I mean, like I said, there's you're at least outnumbered at least three to one. Right. But you could try running away. That sounds good. I think running away to try and free these um, the prisoners and then yeah, leave them out. I could yet. also light up the area for a while again, which should damage a lot of them. Okay. Are these the revenants? Because they're quite weak. Even if they are a lot of weak. Two rounds of the sunlight did burn through them last time. Yeah, I will do that. It will literally take me down to one spirit, but I can do that, which would then give us more chance to get the prisoners, wouldn't it? So I'm going to sing a song of hope. Okay. Uh, so I make a simple test. Is simple test? Is that D? That's fifteen. Is it? I take it. That's actually only D. That's only ten. Okay. All right. Here we go then. So. Right, I'm going to sing a song of hope. I can see that Arad is is uh, starting to weaken a little bit. So I sing a song of hope that at the end of the last of the last war, when her people, his people, were his, uh, yeah. were vict his people were victorious against the tainted. So let's, uh... oh. <laughs> but not that victorious. I'm going to Thank spend you. three points of spirit, <laughs> okay, uh, with my love of song. And yes, just okay. So you're gonna get a D6 back. You can roll your own D6 because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not confident. You don't want to be responsible for that. <laughs> oh. No, you get right. six points. In, yeah. in, in which case, they definitely get um, blasted by sunlight. <laughs> Brilliant. So and Arad I... sort of straightens up a little bit and uh, yeah, oh, yeah, unleashes. Just, so... he just sort of straightens up, lifts his, his quarter star, slams it on the floor, and just oh, sunlight yeah. floods everywhere. And those caught up in the sunlight, in the center of it are crumbling. Those who are beyond the zone of sunlight, the vast hordes in this bit, of course retreats and will not enter this sunlight that burns the sunlight. <laughs> okay, so I I would like to do something as well. The Deathless King, was he wielding the spear? The, the he air... was. Yes. He was. Okay, so I'm going to spend two points of spirit and I am going oh no, point of spirit is all that's required. I'm going to use my talent for the light foot run, which just means as long as I'm running and jumping, I'm almost weightless and I can perform amazing feats of acrobatics. Oh. Do is I'm going to do that thing you do in the Kung Fu movie and run up, run up the side of the wall. Oh, so I have to get elevation and then use the, the, the Durga who are like thrashing about like that. I'm going to use their heads as stepping stones. <laughs> they could have danced across the top of the heads and, and dance. <laughs> Almost like just one foot, my foot hardly touches their head. But I essentially bounce along the top of them to where the deathless king fell and snatch the spear and then do the reverse using the spear to vault myself oh, yeah. to the heads of the, the Durgar and then bounce along and skid to a, skid to a halt in front of my companion. Oh, okay, nice. Well, I am going to offer two points of spirit, but that was so <laughs> cool good. it's only difficult for the head. Now to free the prisoners. I've got this fancy ass spear now. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So the spear does an extra D6 damage. Nice. Excellent. And it's the heirloom, more importantly, it's the heirloom of Yeah, my, absolutely. That's the great thing. It's the heirloom of Gwynolmen. Yeah. Okay. So the so prisoners, again, you move through various halls. The place where the prisoners are is, how shall I put it? Basically, cross what used to be the royal chamber. Someone's made a fairly crude wooden fence reaching from floor to ceiling. Mm -hmm. 
behind that vent are a whole lot of captains. Also here are three of these toglats. Mm, they're pretty tough, aren't they? I think it might be best if we can perhaps try. Are they at all discomforted by the fact the Deathless King is now no longer suited they, to his they name? Don't, they don't even know yet. Okay. Okay. Um, is it? Is it? I'm just thinking if I perhaps sit, just again sing a song to uh, to make them aware that, that their leader is now no more. Or should, I, or, or should we just try and lure them away rather than trying to fight them? So, um, so we've got there's this fence that goes. Yeah. Are we just seeing through one particular section? The there's a gate. There is a gate in the fence. Okay. There's a subclass almost against the gate. Of course, they're doing their mm. running with finger hands around the bars, trying to grab at the prisoners, just keep tormenting them. Mm. I mean, the the big issue here, of course, would be in terms of fighting the Soglaf is you've got them cornered. Yeah, they've got nowhere to retreat to, which in a sense is good. Do we have enough stuff to do fire arrows at them? Because they, I would assume like most undead, they don't like fire either. So if we could pepper them sort of fiery arrows, that should probably do them a lot more damage as well. It'll probably just probably hurt, hurt their spirits. But again, you can talk about them running away. The issue yeah. is here, they've got nowhere to run away to. So the only way out is past us, is that right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Unless we free the prisoners and they can all sort of pile in as well. Yeah. What's what's securing the gate? Uh, there is a big padlock. Okay. Ah. Uh, well, I've got I've got precision shot. Oh, you're oh, going to try and shoot it. the lock off? Oh, I'll do it. I'm going, to try nice. I'm going to try and shoot the chain or whatever it is or... Maybe even the woods, you know, whatever, whatever is securing the lock to the door. See if I can shoot it I like it off. this a lot. It's going to be difficulty 20. Yep. Okay. Give well, it a go. Yeah. Is there a way I could have... I don't see really. I don't really see how. Uh, here, no, but... no. I think this is the time to call upon my passion, isn't it, key? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to call upon my key of storm, because what I want to do is bring down a storm of prisoner's rock. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So I draw back my bow, take take deep breaths. I'm at one with my bow. So I get I get to roll three d ten both times. So I'm rolling three d ten plus yep. six to try and get up twenty. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Oh, nice. That'll oh, do it. Words. That'll do yes. it. Yes. That lock falls off. Well, not falls off. It's not as if by accident. You shoot it out. The and, door uh, springs open. Yeah, the prisoners grab this Soglev who was just sort of near the gate. I think this is where you've made your triumphant sort of stroll out of it. In triumph, the heroes return to Dassos, bearing the treasures of Gwynonin and the fabled Spear of Owain. Even more, they bring with them the freed prisoners to swell the community's numbers. For now, the future is perhaps a little brighter, although no doubt, storm clouds still gather on the horizon. listening to another exploration of my gaming vexes if you've got any thoughts you'd like to add to what you've heard here or a gaming vex of your own you'd like to offer up for discussion you can contact me on twitter at allanthar or you can leave a voice message the link's on the podcast webpage on anchor or can be found in the show notes 
Until the next time, may all your games be free of vexatiousness and be excellent to each other always.